Hello, I'm George Cup. And I'm Callum Gurr. And you're about to listen to the podcast version of To Be Discussed with Cup and Gurr. Please note that this is a podcast, so it's not a live broadcast. So please do not try to vote in any of the polls or send in messages to any of our discussions, as your message will not be registered, but you may still be charged. Also, please note that not all of the opinions expressed in this podcast are our actual opinions, but may be expressed to create a better discussion. Anyway, enjoy the podcast and don't miss our live broadcast every Sunday on Wizard Radio Station. Good evening, this is To Be Discussed with Cuff and Gurr, a show that proves that different political opinions do not have to end in feuds and the breakdown of friendships. My name is George Cup, and I will be joined by my co-host and political opposite, Callum Gurr. Good evening, everybody. That's right, George is a hardline Brexiteer and true blue Conservative, whereas I'm a Lib Dem and Ramona. But despite these different standpoints, we are still good friends. Tonight we will be discussing the following. Is Game of Thrones the best TV show of all time? What is the best way to reduce crime levels? Have you been or are you planning on a staycation this year? With each of these discussions being accompanied by polls, which you have the chance to vote on at wizardradio.co.uk forward slash listen. And these discussions will be open until the end of the song break between each topic. But first, last week, well, Two weeks ago, we asked you to send us in your opinions on how we should respond to Donald Trump's state visit. So to give a little bit of background on this question, uh, the president of the United States of America, Donald Trump, is coming to the United Kingdom for a state visit. Last time Mr. Trump came here, we didn't exactly welcome him with open arms. We saw massive protests throughout London with a massive baby Trump being flown over our capital. So, with America being one of our biggest allies and Mr. Trump being the democratically elected leader, some would say we need to ensure we have the best relationship with America. But we want to know what your thoughts are on this visit. Our first message comes from Naomi, and she says, I have no doubt in my mind that Donald Trump is the worst US president of all time, and us allowing him in our country is a sign of us supporting him. The fact that our prime minister would have a dialogue and with, sorry, the fact that our uh, prime minister would have a dialogue with and invite him to the UK just shows how out of touch she is. He is nothing short of a crook and has said disgraceful things about women, people of colour, people with disabilities, basically anyone who isn't himself. He is the laughing stock of the world and to have him in our country, no less for an official state visit, is allowing the UK to be on the wrong side of history. People will look back at Trump and the way he tore families apart and built division in order to conquer. And next to it will be the words, the UK were one of his allies. Wow. Callum, what are your thoughts? 
Yeah, very, very strong words from Naomi there. I mean, I, I completely agree with her in, in, you know, of the disgraceful things that Trump has said about women, people of colour and people with disabilities. And I mean, there's an even longer list than that, I should think. <laughs> um, and I, I do completely agree with the kind of con- condemnation of uh, Trump and his, his rhetoric and basically his policies in general um however i personally feel that donald trump's state visit has to go ahead um simply because of the fact that um especially in a kind of post-brexit world we do need america as such we do need these these allies and and um the kind of west to to unite as such and and so i whilst i do really agree and and donald trump would certainly have been very very far down of my preferences in terms of who should be uh, president of the united states the fact of play is he is the democratically elected president of the united states and i i i personally feel that he has to come on a state visit but in terms of how we should respond to that and i think where we can express these kind of sentiments that naomi has said um is is that we can have these protests to respond to to trump's visit um and we can have that big baby trump um inflatable thing again or or whatever kind of more protests we want to do to to make it clear that in britain these kind of bigoted xenophobic and i could go on again in terms of that list um these views um aren't views that we uh kind of welcome in the united kingdom they're not views that we we have in the united kingdom but i think from a kind of strategic standpoint for the nation and a kind of diplomacy route i think Unfortunately, uh, he's got to make this state visit as unpleasant as it might be. I mean, where do you stand on this, George? Um, I, I'm i not um, the biggest fan on, on Donald Trump in the terms of things that he said. And I do totally agree, um, like yourself, Callum, with Naomi um, in the things that he has said. And we should absolutely be um, distancing ourselves away from the things that he has said but just because we are allowing him to come to this country on a state visit does not mean that we are agreeing with what he is saying we are agreeing with his point of view we are simply honoring the fact that he is a president of america and we need a relationship with america no matter how um the president's points of views are badly the, his points of views are because we need that trade deal we need that good relationship we need that alliance um and if we were just to shut him out then it's i'm sure he would go and do something even worse so by us actually having him, him as an ally i think it's a better thing to have it you know as the saying goes keep your friends close but your enemies even closer um and it will be it's easier for us to keep an eye on him as well but you're you're so right in saying callum that you know we have such a, a fantastic respectful democratic system in this country um, that that allows us to protest when we don't like something and I have nothing against people protesting against Donald Trump visiting this country um, because that's that's all right you know because the prime minister can turn around and say look this is only a political relationship um, because as you can see from the protests on the street this is your views are not shared here um we only want a relationship because it's beneficial for our countries yeah 
Yeah. I mean, George, what did you think in terms of, because um, obviously Vince Cable and Jeremy Corbyn and possibly some of the other party leaders have, but those two party leaders have declined the invitation to go to a state banquet with, with Trump when he comes to visit. I mean, do you think that from a kind of opposition standpoint that, that that's a viable course of action to take? Or do you think it's it's kind of like a petty tantrum? I, to be honest with you, I think um, Jeremy Corbyn and Vince Cable are in quite a luxury position in the fact that it doesn't actually affect anything if they refuse to see him um, yeah. when he comes over. So I, I don't. I, th- I don't think there is any meaning in doing it. I think Jeremy Corbyn is just making a, a semi-protest and it, it makes him look better in the people's eyes because, you know, he can say, well, I didn't go and sit down with him. Um, but if he was in the shoes of Theresa May, I'm pretty sure he would be willing to go over there to talk to Donald Trump. Um, and because I'm sure, I, I don't see how it is possible for any leader of a party not to see how it is so important to have a relationship with a country like America. Yeah, no, I, I do... I agree with you there. Uh, Right, getting in the next opinion from David. So David said, the USA is an important ally to the UK with Trump as their president or otherwise, and we need to do business with them, especially with Brexit underway. We could do with having powerful allies and making trade deals with bigger countries than Papua and New Guinea. Uh, On an economic and political level, I think Trump should be invited over. For a state visit, though, paid for by the taxpayer with him speaking to Parliament, That's where I'm not sure. Also, morally, it is a difficult one for me. As with the last time he visited, I think we should all just protest when he's here. If he needs to come over, then that's fine. But it doesn't mean that the British uh, people need to respect him or be civil. I mean, that's fairly similar to what you and I have been saying, George. I mean, what did you think of David's um, opinion there? Yeah, I was just about to say, did you actually write that that in kind (laughs) of... Yeah, I, I just, you know, I, I don't like um, not getting my opinion across, so I, I just had to <laughs> steal the limelight a little bit more. Uh, classic, Callum. Um, I, I think, I think, like you just said, this is it's very reflective on what we've just said. Um, I do, I do feel people's concerns as to why we are allowing him to have a state visit. It is very rare that we allow a president to come over to this country with a state visit. But I think that is just reflecting how important this state, this visit is from Donald Trump, because we need to ensure that we have that a trade deal in place. We need to ensure that we have a good relationship with him with a post-Brexit outlook because we need to ha- be having the trade deals coming in. And I think by doing that, it just kind of sweetens the deal a little bit more. What do, what do you think, Adam? Yeah, no, I, I mean, I agree that I think it's extraordinary circumstances that we live in at the moment. Um, and with the kind of pressing need for trade deals, although I would be concerned with the kind of benefit we would get from a trade deal with the US. But I think Ultimately, if we do leave, especially with a no-deal Brexit, then I think having allies like Trump, who do want to do a trade deal with the United Kingdom, will be vitally important, actually, to kind of recover from a no-deal Brexit. Yeah, no, absolutely. Right, so it is um, now time for our first song break this evening, Um, and we'll be back very soon. Welcome back. So 
Um, remember, we will be announcing what the question will be for you to send in your opinions on at the end of tonight's show. So make sure you're ready for that, for the chance to be featured in next week's segment. Right then, time to move on to our second discussion of this evening. And we are asking, is Game of Thrones the best TV show of all time? So this is your official spoiler warning. Whilst George and I will try our best not to drop any S-bombs, we may drop some mild spoilers about Game of Thrones. So if you haven't caught it yet, maybe go and make a cup of tea and join us for our our third discussion of this evening. Uh, Game of Thrones is the hit HBO show where nine noble families fight for control over the mythical lands of Westeros, while an ancient enemy returns after a thousand years of laying dormant. It is based on the A Song of Ice and Fire book series by George R.R. Martin and was first released on TV in 2011. Since then, it has earned rave reviews from critics and audiences alike, with it currently holding a 9.5 out of 10 on IMDb and 92% on Rotten Tomatoes. Does this make it the best TV show of all time? George, what do you reckon? I am very willing to say it is um, the best TV show of all time. And that is something that I don't say lightly either. Um, I, I... I can't even begin to express the way I feel about Game of Thrones. It's something <laughs> that I absolutely love and it's something yeah. I I adore. And I mean, even um, tonight, I will be setting my alarm for 2am tomorrow morning so I can get up and watch the next episode of Game of Thrones um, wow. whilst it's first aired, which I know is some commitment. Um, but it, for me, I was quite a late starter with Game of Thrones. It took me a little while to uh, even start watching it. All, all uh, our friendship group were talking about it and I never even really watched it. So I set myself the task about I think it was about three years ago, um, where I set about a month aside of my life and I just watched the first six seasons in a massive, um, a massive go. And it was it was quite a quite a task, but I enjoyed it. Yeah. Um, but I think this is a fantastic show. I think it's got everything in it and it appeals to so, so many people. You know, you don't have to be that imag- um, imaginative to realize what it's about. Um, I think sometimes you don't also if you're not that into it, you don't that doesn't matter either because it's so action packed. And also for the, the sad people like Callum and I that are, are quite politically minded, there is so much politics and, um, and things like that, that is going on within it. And it's just beautiful the way it all works together. Um, so yeah, I, I think it's, it's such a fantastic, fantastic program, but, but what, what, what are your thoughts, Callum? I'm pretty sure I know what that you're, what, what they're going to be, but I, I am looking forward to hearing your thoughts. <laughs> Uh, I mean, I, I, do, I do agree with, you know, your praise of Game of Thrones. I think it is a fantastic uh, TV show uh, and t- TV series in general. Um, and I do I do think that the early seasons of Game of Thrones are amongst the best TV of all time. But, I mean, per- for me personally, I found that the quality of Game of Thrones has taken... Um, I, I doubt it's gone on a downward trend since about um, season five, season six, um, and now we're in the eighth season, the eighth and final season. Uh, and I think, although it's slightly better than last season, it's still uh, it's struggling um, in terms of 
Uh, I've read the books as well. Um, and the, the book series hasn't actually finished yet. So there's two books still to be written. Um, and um, that means that the TV show is now ahead of the books. And since it's gone ahead of the books, I think it's really, really um, struggled a lot more. And although um, kind of, I mean, in, in this season, we've had the kind of biggest TV battle uh, in history. Um, we've seen Game of Thrones really become a kind of blockbuster TV show, which arguably it's the only TV blockbuster there is, or at least the first TV blockbuster. Um, but even in spite of these things, and, and they are good kind of cinematically to watch, um, I just I just feel that the, the plot development has gone downhill and there's, there's an awful lot of filler um in there within the season so as much as i do love game of thrones and the first four seasons of it uh, or five seasons were exceptional and i i did you know i binge watched them so heavily i still think personally it's difficult to say it's the best tv show of all time because i think we should be looking at it from the perspective of the whole series um i mean obviously we will see as well with two more episodes still to go we'll see whether or not it can almost rescue itself as such yeah but for me personally i don't know if we can say it's the best tv show of all time um especially as it could go and do a kind of how i met your mother-esque ending where they just completely undo the entire <laughs> season uh, or the yeah. entire season's worth of, of tv as such yeah. um, i'll I, never get over that <laughs> yeah i i do i do think it it's um an interesting point you make because the the first couple of um seasons were um fantastic and they were incredibly logical and they weren't afraid to um to uh, be critical of the fans they weren't trying to please the fans all the time um yeah. and i think that was really important whereas as as like you said Callum, as, as soon as they've come away from the books they are trying to be a bit more pleasing towards the fans i feel yeah um but 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 at the same time i do i do think that as much as i compliment it and i really really do as you have already heard um i when you and i talk about it Callum, we are very critical of it um, yes. um yeah. we do like to harm they went wrong and how we think it would have gone a different way and how we sh how we think it should have gone a different way um and i think probably one of the biggest things for me that they are missing out on right now um is the logic of it um yeah. i feel they are missing the, the just the basic uh amenities of, of storytelling in a way um and and i think that is for me ruining it slightly but like you said with two episodes still to go everything could change and i i i really really hope that they don't do a um, how i met your mother ending um yeah. because i i will throw my remote at the tv um and probably cry so <laughs> i really hope that doesn't happen yeah no i i very much agree with that i, I mean i think you're right as well in, in that the logic does seem to have slightly gone being game of thrones now i mean because it's always been kind of soft fantasy and that it's not yeah. really heavy on the fantasy elements of it so that means that it stays very grounded and there are rules within what is ultimately a fantasy universe um but recently those the those rules seem to have kind of they forgot about them 
as such. I mean, just kind of comparing it to another cultural phenomenon that's happening right now and that people are raving about right now, the Avengers. I mean, do you think Game of Thrones um, is a bigger cultural phenomenon than the Avengers or are they kind of level? Because they've got obviously massive um, kind of followings, both of them. Yeah. I... I don't know. That's a really hard question. But I think for me, because I'm quite biased in that because I've never really been a fan of the Avengers and I've never really watched it um, every single one. And I've never been religious towards it. I don't feel the same passion towards it. And I would say that Game of Thrones is a better kind of um, show and, and everything like that. Because when you and I went to go and see it, Callum, you know, there were it was a fully booked cinema. And people were crying. And I was like, why are you crying? I thought this bit was a comedy <laughs> bit. Um, <laughs> and I was, I was, I mean, I'm not saying, I'm not denying it was, it was a good film, but I don't have that relationship with that, that um, series. So I, I don't, I personally don't think it is as big as an impact, but, all, and also I think that they are two kind of different things in terms, you know, the Avengers are all films, whereas Game of Thrones is a TV series. And I think that's what makes Game of Thrones special is that the TV series, it's a weekly basis um, yeah. each season. And I really quite like that. And I mean, I did admit to you earlier that um, I would very much, if, if Game of Thrones did turn into a film, it, it would be a probably, you know, about a three day film. I would happily sit and watch through all of it. Um, <laughs> With a couple of comfort breaks, of course, but yeah, of course. it's I would definitely, definitely happily sit through it. But what, but what do you think? Do you think if we asked an Avengers fan, they would completely disagree with what I've said? Uh, yes, probably. Um, I, I think, yeah, unfortunately, <laughs> me and you, neither of us are massive kind of uh, Marvel fans or Avengers fans. Yeah. Um, I, but I mean, I think from a kind of... Uh, critical point of view i think game of thrones is is more groundbreaking in how it break, breaks the tropes of its genre um then then i i feel i mean i could be wrong on this but i feel and i have seen the latest avengers film but i won't do any spoilers or anything but um <laughs> I, I i feel that the with the avengers and and the kind of superhero genre in general i feel that they have stuck still to the the tropes which exist within that genre a lot um and actually if we look at what's a a more groundbreaking not uh yeah film series within that genre you'd say it's more the dark knight trilogy than the avengers um so you know i think on that basis game of thrones is a bigger cultural phenomenon because it's won over so many people to the fantasy genre whereas uh, the the avengers has done that for the superhero genre don't get me wrong um but i i think the game of thrones has won more people over that would otherwise not or, or that otherwise don't like fantasy whereas i think avengers was preaching to the converted in many ways Mm. no absolutely i and but do you do you think we will ever see a a series like game of thrones again well i mean they are doing a, they're doing a spin-off and they've yeah, got a few but, plans yeah yeah um i i think it's difficult because tv well, films as well they they fall into the the trap of they have these these major characters that, that can't die off they have the end well or rather they don't really have an end point they want to get to um by the end of their 
TV show, they only think about it in terms of each season, where they've got to get to at the end of each season. And so it means that there's just not that kind of linear story that we see through an entire um, load of series that we see like in, in Game of Thrones. But there are kind of exceptions to that, of course. Just very quickly, George, I mean, how do you think this poll is going to go? Do you think uh, the, the listeners are, are going to say that Game of Thrones is the best TV show of all time? I think they won't, but I think it'll be very close in them saying it won't. Yeah, do you think? yeah. Yeah, no, I, I I think they won't because I think it's very difficult for any TV show or any film or whatever to come top of this because you're basically going up after going up against every other TV show there is. Um, but I think it will come actually a lot closer, maybe about 30% for, for Game of Thrones, yes. As such, it is the best TV show of all time. Right then, uh, so you guys have got the chance to vote away on this poll. So remember, it's Is Game of Thrones the Best TV Show of All Time? And you can do that at wizardradio.co.uk forward slash listen. Uh, and we'll be back very soon. Hello and welcome back to To Be Discussed. So before the break, we asked, is Game of Thrones the best TV show of all time? Uh, and you guys have been voting away. So 43% of you have said, yes, uh, it is the best TV show of all time. Uh, compared to uh, 47% of you that have said no, uh, 57% of you rather, sorry. Uh, that said, no, it isn't. So that's a lot higher than what me and you uh, thought it would be, George, isn't it? Yeah, but I, but I, I did expect it to be quite close. Um, but I suppose, yeah, I'm just trying to make myself sound sound better. It's not working, is it? No, George. I think you know we should just move on to the yeah. next topic. Just send me, the, <laughs> send me, send me to the Night's Watch. <laughs> Um, right, okay, let's move on to our third discussion of this evening, and we're asking the question, what is the best way to reduce crime levels? So the options for this poll are the death penalty, longer sentences, tougher prison conditions, more police powers, relaxed drug laws, or focus on rehabilitating offenders. Um, as we know, all the uh, as we know, the level of crime is something that is always hitting the news. Even though as a whole, we have seen the level of crime dropping, we are seeing certain areas of crime rising, like knife crime, gun crime, GBH, and homicides. So we want to know what you think is the best way to ensure that we can see a drop in these crimes. Callum, what do you think? Well, I think the, the first four options sound like the Conservative Party manifesto or something, don't they? Um <laughs> But right, make <laughs> uh, no, I mean, I I personally think that it's it's actually a really difficult question, and obviously, um, to try and pick out what one of these options, and and I don't even think these cover really everything that we could do to try and reduce crime levels. But I think I think broadly speaking, the the option that I most agree with as such is focusing on rehabilitation, um, because I think. You know, studies show that that prisons have a have a poor record in terms of um, creating reoffenders. So, so forty seven percent of adults are reconvicted within one year of release, uh, and for those serving sentences of less than twelve months, this actually uh, increases to fifty eight percent of 
be convicted. Um, so if we consider this, if we focus on trying to rehabilitate these people, giving them um, more chances of when they when they get out of, of, of prison, having the skills to get employment, to, to get on the housing ladder, or at least have some kind of stable shelter and things like this, and giving them better mental health provision and, and just support in general to get back into kind of the real world, this could this would be far more beneficial, I think, than a lot of these other um, kind of uh, options that we have. You know, I think if I it, just to kind of address some of them, I mean, the death penalty, we've tried it before the death penalty. There's a reason we got rid of it. Um, it was because crimes were still being committed when the death penalty uh, was around because the death penalty, um, you know, it's such a, a leap in the dark, really, a leap of faith that you have in trusting the death penalty. Because if you get it wrong, if you um, commit someone to be killed that hasn't committed that crime, then you've effectively just done state-sanctioned murder. Um, so I think the death penalty really is just a, a, a very, very silly um, method to attempt to reduce crime levels. In terms of longer sentences, I, I can see the logic behind this, um, but I think we, we've had longer sentences before. You know, I think we should be talking about new methods, new ways of of tackling the same issues that people uh, people had when they reduced sentences down in the first place. And one of the reasons they reduced sentences down in the first place was to try and reduce crime levels. Um, and I think, broadly speaking, it has worked, just not to the extent that we need it to go as such. And, and same with tougher prison conditions as well. Um, more police powers, though, I do see the benefit of cer in certain scenarios, more police powers would, would definitely work. I mean, George, I'm guessing you're going to disagree with me completely in terms of this. <laughs> no, not necessarily, Callum. You know I always like to surprise you. <laughs> um I I as you say kind of I think this is a really hard question and if I if I'm honest I think I would quite like to be able to choose more than one option here. Yeah, um, yeah. but I think if I'm going to stick to one area um I would probably say um rehabilitation as well. Um okay. I think it's it's an area that we as a country need to um, respond to we are awful at it and we need to make sure that we are given the support of those that are coming out of prisons um, and are in an area that is very unknown to them and yes people will say well they're ex-criminals and how dare we support them but they have gone to prison and served their time that's the whole yeah. point of our justice system it is just it is justice that they've come out of prison and now and why is it why is it wrong that um we sh we should support them i don't think it is at all um but i i i think it's very hard as well for uh, any government to really help um prisoners wherever um or whatever they've done um because unfortunately we see 
a massive thing within prisons, within a gang culture, with um, we, we see people that commit crimes just to go back in prison because they actually feel safer in prison because yeah. it's a place where they have a house or in a home and be fed four times or three times a day. And to them, that is much better than being on the streets. And I don't blame them sometimes. And yes, that is also a problem with, that needs to be tackled. But we have seen certain areas be helping um, rehabilitating uh, prisoners in terms that um, there is new um, laws in place now, like the Rehabilitation of Offenders Act 1974, uh, which has been updated, I think it was three years ago, um, where it, it allows that um, ex-offenders, if they've done a certain level of crime, they don't have to admit to an employer that they've done a crime. Um, so that isn't a first preference of someone when they're trying to find a job and i think that's really good um and also something that we need to stamp out in prisons is radicalization as well that is something that's really yeah. important looking at the other areas though i personally think giving the police more powers wouldn't necessarily do anything i think we would be uh, stepping on the territory of um, a theory called no tolerance policing and that is very dangerous and it, it turns it into kind of like a military state and that's not what we are um okay. And I, I believe that the police already have plenty of powers. It's just up to the police whether they use them correctly. And also, I feel that even if we gave the police more powers, what are they going to end up doing? Just putting more people in prison. So we're not really solving anything because I, I feel like prison isn't a big enough deterrent as it is at the moment. Um, I feel the death penalty in a just glancing at it, you would probably think, yeah, that's a good idea. But I... I'm passionate for it for only certain really big crimes. And if we can prove that, that the person um, 100% did it, um, but then we've got a problem around the death penalty and the fact that if we look at America, you can wait, wait years before you even face your death. Um, and then if we look at longer sentences, this is one of the only areas, if you look again at America, where we actually saw then introduce it and we saw a drop in crime. Um, for example, it was smaller crimes like burglaries um, and frauderies, fraud and everything like that. We, we did, they did see a massive drop in crime, but it is a very big expense um, on the state doing longer sentences. And I feel that by doing a longer sentence, all you're doing is just shuffling cri criminals off the street and just, just for longer periods. And I don't see how that is helping our society and rehabilitating those into back into our, our society and our life. Um, but I, another thing I am very passionate about is I do believe we should have tougher prison conditions. Um, I think, like I said earlier, our prisons aren't a big enough deterrent because they know that there is, it can be, um, there, you know, you could have a TV. You, you. I, I just, I just feel that sometimes our prisons could be a little bit harsher, um, especially for some of the crimes that some people commit. So, so yeah, I, I, I do believe that rehabilitations is the number one goal for me. But if I couldn't have that, then I definitely would look at um, tougher prison conditions and probably longer sentences. Okay, I mean, in terms of the, the prison conditions, and I think it's interesting to say. That, that we should have tougher prison conditions, but then also say that we should focus on rehabilitation. I mean, do you not think that there's kind of a, a, a disconnect there? Absolutely. Um, how, how? Because I, I think that if you start treating prisoners like kind of re reducing the, their, their human rights as such, 
uh, if we we start treating them kind of less than human, then surely we're making them far more likely to reoffend. I no, I I think I think that's no. I think we because by doing that we are saying we 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 it's it's essentially a scare tactic of you don't want to be in this situation again, so don't commit another crime. Um, because at the moment, like I said, people will commit a crime again just to end up in prison, and I think that is wrong. But, and I don't, but how I don't... is... Sorry to interrupt, but, no, no, but no, how no. is... Surely one of the things that if we're going to be rehabilitating prisoners, surely we should be trying to to help them in terms of their education, trying to ensure that they've got the skills to... Uh, to get back into employment, as you said, the um, being able to kind of hide um, more minor crimes from from their CV is is obviously a, a, a good thing. Um, but surely the role of prisons should be to try and stop people from from reoffending. So therefore, they should be almost the conditions should be good enough to to try and help that. And what we have seen in studies that. Uh, a lack of stable employment, a lack of stable housing um, does lead people to re-offend more. But I, I I, fear, personally, I fear we would be missing the whole point of prison. I do agree that it is a, a place to rehabilitate someone. But at the same time, we have to have that area where we can... It, it, essentially, prison is a punishment. It's a punishment of committing a crime. And we have to... We make sure that we are teaching these people that what they have done is wrong that you can't just go and uh, go and murder someone and then be given teachings on how, on how to write and everything i think i but, i mean we should be allowed the, to do that the act of actively limiting already kind of where they can go because they're confined within these walls isn't that punishment enough that is a punishment to me well it, yeah, but it, it's a punishment but i don't think it's a harsh enough punish punishment Yes, you're you're shut away, but you still get contact with your family um, and your friends. And I I just I I just don't see how we have to teach these people that this is a punishment, but that it doesn't mean that we're going to stop you learning. You need to learn that this is a punishment. You've done something wrong, and once you've learned that, we will happily help you into society where you can have a better life and be scared not to go back into prison again. Okay. Right. OK, so let's move on to our third break um, of this evening. I remember uh, we want to. Sorry, actually, Callum, who do you think is going to come up on top? Um, I, I do actually think rehabilitation um, offenders will, will come out on top. What about you? Yeah, no, I do agree with you. I, I, I hope it does as well. Um, mm. Right. OK, so like I just said, it's our next break. And remember, we want you to vote on this question. What is the best way to reduce crime levels? And the options are the death penalty, longer sentences, tougher prison conditions, more police powers, relaxed drug laws, or focus on re rehabilitating offenders. And you can do that with a rated code UK for just listen. We'll be back before you know it. <laughs> Hello and welcome back. So before that break, we asked the question, what is the best way to reduce uh, crime levels? And you guys have been voting away. So the results have just come in and 8% of you said the death penalty. 3% um, of you said longer sentences. 14% of you said tougher prison conditions. 12% uh, of you said more police powers. 
22% of you said uh, relax drug laws and 41% of you said focus on rehabilitating offenders. Well, Callum, there you go. I mean, what was quite surprising there is that people said about re- relaxed drug laws and we didn't really even talk about it. <laughs> yeah, I think it's um, something I would have liked to have gone to talking about as well, for sure. So it's definitely something I think we should discuss uh, at another date about drug laws. Absolutely. Right then, time to move on to our fourth discussion of this evening. And we are asking, have you been or are planning on a staycation this year? So UK staycations, the act of taking a holiday within the UK, are on the rise as deals site uh, Woucher reveals a 48% increase in customers buying UK city breaks. George, do you think this trend extends to yourself or does it extend to your tra- yourself, I should say? Uh, you plan on taking a staycation this year, or have you already been on one? Um, I haven't been on one, and I hope I do get to go on one very soon. Um, okay. I'm going. I'm going up to Silverstone in July, um, where I'll be going to stay at a lovely B and B that I stay at every year. Um, go and watch some classic Grand Prix, and I suppose I can class that as a staycation because I go there for about a week, and it's it's yeah. really lovely. Um, and I think it's really important as well with staycations that we we appreciate what we have on our doorstep because we do live in a very gorgeous country in some parts. Um, and I think it's really important that we we appreciate what we have and go and enjoy it. What what about you, Callum? Are you uh, planning on going anywhere? Centre parks, Butlins? um well i i have kind of already been on a staycation this year actually because i went to brighton uh i went and ran the half marathon there but we also stayed up there for uh one one night we stayed up there we got to have a look around uh brighton and definitely would plan to go back there um and in terms of planning on one uh I, i I would hope that I might get to go on another staycation. I have a friend that lives, uh, yeah, that lives in Cardiff, um, who I'm hoping to go oh, up yeah. and see if that counts as a staycation. Uh, and I think you might be joining me on that. I was that about one, to say, do I, well, am I invited on that? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, what is the best? Uh, just very quickly, what is the best holiday you've been on in within the UK? Oh, definitely Wales. Uh, uh, definitely. But I, I went up to um, North Wales, a place called, and I'm very sorry for anybody that lives in Wales and my pronunciation. It's a place called Aberswith, and I absolutely loved it. It's gorgeous, and I and I want to eventually live in Wales. Um, how, about you, how about you, Callum? Where, where's your best local holiday? Um, uh, when I was a kid, I always used to go on caravan holidays to um, uh, down to Clacton. And I, I used to just absolutely love that. And uh, all of my caravan holidays, really, I used to really love those sorts of things. So I guess that would probably be my top staycation. Absolutely. Right then, uh, we've reached the time to go on to our final uh, break of this evening. But don't forget to vote on this poll. Uh, have you been or are planning on going on the staycation this year? And you can do that at wizardradio.co.uk forward slash listen. And we'll be back very soon. And welcome back. So before the break, we asked, have you been or are planning on going on a staycation this year? So you guys have been voting away. So 32% of you have said, yes, you are, compared to 68% of you that have said, no, you aren't. 
I think that's quite sad, George, isn't it? I mean, are you a little disappointed in that result? Um, yeah, I am a little bit, but, it, but to be fair, it is a little bit higher than I thought it was going to be for the yeses. So I'm really? not that. Dis- yeah, yeah, really. Um, okay. <laughs> sorry. Um, <laughs> yeah, never uh, yeah, make fun no. of your co-host, George. Very rude. Well, it's lucky you're not my co-host. Um, so, <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I, I think it is quite sad. But, you know, with Brexit, we won't allow people to go on the holiday anymore. So it will go up. Yeah, yeah, no, exactly, George. I think that is the plan for post-Brexit Britain. We, we, we don't need any other industry. We just need a, a domestic tourism industry, and yeah. we'll, we, we will be absolutely fine. We'll be the anti-holiday um, state. <laughs> just before uh, I wrap up the show, I just thought I'd say very uh, well done to George here, who is now a, an elected councillor. Uh, I didn't get a chance to say that earlier on, so councillor cup. Um, I look forward to you being unseated in four years' time. Thank you very much. <laughs> or, or maybe before that, you know, we'll, you we'll might, see what you, we can do. In four years' time, you might come and challenge me for my seat, Callum, and I'll kick <laughs> you in the face. Um, <laughs> Top versus <Earth> girl. <laughs> oh, dear. Right then. Uh, thank you very much for listening to To Be Discussed with Cup and Girl. We hope you've enjoyed this episode. Um, as mentioned earlier, for the first segment of next week's show, we'd like to hear your thoughts on this question. Well, it's not actually your thoughts. We want you to ask us a question. Um, and we want to know, what is the political or current affairs question you've always wanted to ask Callum and or me? Uh, you can do that <laughs> by sending us an email to station at wizardradio.co.uk or through Twitter. That's at wizradio. So remember, that is what is the political or current affairs question you've always wanted to ask Callum and or me. Um, and we're looking forward to hearing uh, your questions next week. But it is now time for Callum and I to be leaving. So as always, I've been Councillor George Lawrence Cup. And, and I've been, I came in last place, Callum Gurr. <laughs> uh, it's now time for a song break with Peace of Your Heart by Medusa. Uh, thanks very much for listening, everyone. We'll be back next week for another episode of To Be Discussed. Goodbye, guys. Ciao for now. Ciao for now.